Let's make sexy movie time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, today is the longest day that you have longest been waited for because you watched Showgirls. I mean, Star <laughs> Crash. Hold on. Because you watched. I want to do it again. Hold on. Do you are again. doing it. Do we it are again. in the middle do of doing it again. Do it again. We're supposed to do, do it, it again. again. Because you watched Star Crash, <laughs> a podcast about movies. Where me, Mike Vanderpool, Michael Klink, and Dr. Alan Barris, a.k.a. Dr. Love, discuss cinema. Is it cinema? We'll find out. On today's episode, where we discuss the uh, 1995 extravaganza <laughs> that answers the question, what if Jesse Spano didn't get off the speed showgirls? Who's Jesse Spano? Oh, my goodness. Really? Dude, I was 11 when this movie came out. Saved by the Bell. I never watched that. What? Never got into that. Alan, did you? No, but I knew okay. of it. I knew of it. Okay. Yeah. So, background. Okay. Jesse Spano was a character on Saved by the Bell, which was probably one of the more popular television shows. You don't need to show that to me, Vanderpool. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a filthy millennial. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Wow. Not to be confused with Saved by the Bell, the new class, or Saved by the Bell, the college years, or Saved by the Bell, the movie. The original, actually not even the original, the second version of Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell had a history very similar to Charles in Charge, where the family, the characters actually switched. Um, but anyway, she was a, a high school student at Bayside High. The main character of this movie. Yes. Yeah, main, I know yes. that. Oh, well, f- what the fuck am I explaining that for then? <laughs> she got hooked on the speed, man. Like in real life? No, in the show. Oh, okay. And that's the okay. character Jesse Spano. You you just take my jokes and just bend them over and ice their nipples. You're welcome. Um, oh. <laughs> this was recommended a long time ago by Alan Barris. So, Alan, what about this movie Ice Your Nipples? <laughs> well, the first application of ice was back in 1996 when I returned to the fine, fine halls of Notre Dame and uh, ended up moving back in with my once-and-future roommate, uh, Dave. Hi, Dave, if you're listening. Hi, Hi Dave. Dave. And uh, Dave uh, was the one who introduced me to this because he had seen it, and he immediately came back to campus and was like, you guys have to watch this. So, <laughs> Dave is your clink. Yes. <laughs> like, okay. you know, All right. like, like Dave is to Alan as clink is to me. Yes, for those of you who have read The Dark Tower, my first movie quartet was Dave and myself and uh, my girlfriend Jessica. And um, now my movie quartet is the people around this table. Uh, Until one of you dies horribly, and then the quartet will be broken forever. What is a quartet? Don't. Ask will get to that. Okay. It's the whole thing. You should Fair really, enough. you really should read the uh, Dark Tower series. I did. Well, the first book. The rest then it got boring. Well, no, they get better. Except when do they? When Stephen when Stephen King gets off of his drugs, then it doesn't get as good. But can I tell you something? What I really appreciate <laughs> about this movie, this movie, and Alan, you can you can talk about it and set it up for us. But like, it doesn't paint drugs as bad. It could have had that after-school drugs are bad vibe with some of the drug use in it, but it doesn't, and I appreciated that. Yeah, pain sex is bad. <sighs> yes, but no, but yes, but no. But so, yes. <laughs> it ends up in a big old yes. Alan, tell uh, us a story. Pain. What is this movie about? So, Showgirls is about an ambitious young lady named Nomi Malone. It turns out that's not her actual name. Shocker. Uh, I'm certain dissertations have been written on interpreting her name but anyway (laughs) she comes to vegas and 
decides that she needs to win and you got to gamble if you're going to win. So <laughs> she embarks on her career to become a showgirl and she succeeds and it's the crumpled bodies of her rivals behind her that uh, enable her success. And uh, then she becomes the horrifying angel of vengeance. And then she leaves Vegas. The end. She comes to Vegas and then she makes Vegas come. It's true. I just want to say come. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, so this movie is phenomenal. It's something. When, have you seen it before this? No. No, this is your first time? So I do remember around the time that it came out, there's a big deal about it because it was yes. an NC-17 movie yeah. in the yes. theaters. Yes. And I remember that being a big thing. I didn't know why NC-17 was a big thing or why this movie was a big deal because I was 11. But And I don't understand even now why it's NC-17, in all honesty. <sighs> I think it was just the um, some of the shots in some of the clubs. That's it. Mm. Maybe. And you know how movie rating. Well, yeah. it was also 1985. Yeah. 1995. Yeah. But so, still. 1985, yeah. So the, I think I saw it now as rated R recently. If there is an R version. I also know that there's a TV version. What? There is a TV version where they rotoscoped or whatever yeah, yeah, on yeah. bikinis onto the dancers. I so. think VH1 yeah. did that at one point. Wow. Yeah. I, what, I don't remember if I actually got to watch it. I really wanted to just to see how ridiculous it was. And I, I, I saw this back in the day, but I have no recollection of any of it. First time again, I watched it Sunday and I was like, oh my God, this movie is horrible. Yes. And then I started watching in last night. And I'm like, this movie isn't very ba- isn't isn't that bad. <laughs> In all honesty, it is a decent film when it comes to the qualities of a good film. Other than the acting and dialogue, uh, yeah, the actual script is garbage. Uh, it's written by Joel Esterhaus, uh, who is noted for being somewhat misogynist I think prior to this and then Showgirls came out and was like uh, I think we've solved the mystery there uh, pal You're, you definitely have uh, never met a woman you did not secretly hate uh, <laughs> the irony is this film passes the Bechtel test though oh yeah <laughs> the Bechtel test yeah um, what is what are the rules Alan um, at least uh, two women who talk about something other than a man yeah something I mean that's oh a, that's a, right a I heard about that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. okay didn't you talk about that before probably okay I illuminated you. But (laughs) cinematically, the shots, we've talked about this before. Oh, there's some good shots. The shots are nice. The colors are nice. Like some of the the blocking and things are nice. Um, Some of the the music timings with scenes works really well. I'm thinking specifically of Nomi's arrival in Vegas, and there's a big crescendo in the the, uh, song that's playing. The theme is stated up front. It hits all the beats. The characters are really distinct. Um, The, the, uh, we've talked about this before, uh, especially with uh, Supergirl, which will inevitably be part of this comparison yes um but that uh oh, what the freak is it the coincidenceness of all of the things what the freak is the right word for that oh um the serendipity the serendipitousness no. the contrive the contrivances okay, right yeah. that, that that characters show up when they do and then they in a big city of vegas they keep bumping into each other blah 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 um it's it's obvious but it's not like overly like ridiculous that doesn't seem necessarily like, like the are you talking about oh crap the dancer guy yeah yeah, yeah. he doesn't seem like a contrivance more like a stalker yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But then just meeting the the uh, again the the guy driving the truck at the end, like all of it. Long story short, 
a lot of the things in this film point to that they were really, really trying to make a really good film. Oh, yes. And and we've already talked about Paul Verhoeven uh, with RoboCop. Uh, Paul Verhoeven uh, did some decent work prior to this. And really, I do think that uh, the weakness of Showgirl. well, we're going to get to the core weakness of Showgirls, but... Weakness number one is that most of the people in it didn't know what movie they were making. And I think it was because most of them listened to Verhoeven's notes. And Verhoeven wanted to make this grand morality tale about how the motion, uh, how Hollywood in particular, but the entertainment industry in particular here, uh, just chews people up and spits them out Mm -hmm. and that everyone's terrible in it and all that. Well, okay, great. Um, we've seen that movie before, so fine. Uh, but, uh, it's a lot, a lot campier than he intended. And again, he was, I think he was trying so hard to hit that heavy morality note all the way through that it becomes campy and ridiculous. Roland, you can really enjoy this as a midnight movie, except (laughs) exactly one scene. Oh, yeah. Rolling Stone Stone called this the greatest stripper movie ever made. And Paul Verhoeven described it as the most elegant movie he's ever done. Oh, yes. He loves it. And he's a fool. Um, because he, <laughs> I don't think it's horrible, though, totally, either. But he totally the lost The Dutch just have different tastes. He, he treated this movie like he treated RoboCop, it seems. Where RoboCop, we talked about violence. Especially American violence. Where every time there was a... From what I remember, every time there was a, the TV was on and that one comedy show was on, mm-hmm. ultra-violence happens. Right. Um, and then the way he talks about... Uh, just the way that he handles violence there. Here he talks about sex and, I want to say, lying. <laughs> just as a morality play like that and so I, I could see where he th- would think it's good because everybody thinks RoboCop is good but they also gave everybody the right notes for RoboCop yes. Peter Weller's really serious all the time he's really he plays it really straight Kurtwood Smith uh, Clarence Boddicker mm-hmm. is amazing and he's campy and he knows he's in a ridiculous movie and he really and he all but he's also menacing when he needs to be so mm-hmm. he balances that right the only person in this thing that knows the movie they're in is Gina Gershon it's Crystal Connors she knows exactly what movie she is in and there is nothing that she does in this movie that undercuts Crystal as a character she's flat she has no depth whatsoever and she's a great character nonetheless just because of being ridiculous. Well, it might have been the editing then because it seemed like she was almost all over the place. With, well, she was with, high on cocaine. No, I oh, understand that, no, but she went no from motivation. Yeah, she went from being super sincere, it seemed super sincere and 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 helping of uh, uh Nomi to like the next second hating her and having just all this anger towards her and then uh, feeling and then the next second feeling very um, superior to her and then the next second trying to help her out like hey come over here you know it's it a whole the thing. thing she gets some of the best lines in this mm-hmm. and again she is what people will remember mostly from the movie yes ultimately and that's again for nobody else in this gives that kind of performance there's a couple of accidental characters that uh, veer into this I love Al. Uh, yeah. Robert Davy, uh, the strip club. Uh, Goon, the Goonies guy. Of, I like uh, that Goonies guy too. Guy, yeah. yeah, he was. I think the the 
one of the better two two of the best characters. Him and then the roommate lady. Oh yeah, yeah Molly. Yeah. Molly, Molly. Molly has a really consistent performance. Yeah. Oh yeah, she is yeah. great. But the movie treats her like crap all the way through. Yes. Yeah. Again, good people get destroyed by Vegas is the theme. Whereas bad people like know me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or because... bad people who eventually become good people leave Vegas. They get out. But she never been become good. Well, does she change? Does Nomi change? No, no. Uh, she becomes more accepting of her innate badness, I think, by the end. But she decides to be sort of a force for vengeance when she kicks the crap out of Andrew <gasps> Carver. Yeah. Is this the same beats as Superman? The 1970s movie? You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, but what I wrote down, <laughs> the movie that I compare this to is A Knight's Tale. Okay, that's a good movie, though. Yeah, like, that's it, a really good movie. Yeah, and well, this oh. could have been a better movie if they would have cast uh, Heath Ledger as, as the dancer. Heath Ledger would have been, like, <laughs> 12 at the time or well, something. Well, you know, it's Vegas. <laughs> oh, you might need to clap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so the, who is but the... But it is... Think about it. Night's Tale, it's a character. It's somebody pretending to be somebody that they're not and achieving success and, and having the, the world accept them even after it's revealed who they are, kind of, sort of. And then they... I see yeah, that... Well, the, the world doesn't except know me but yeah. she yeah. decides she's okay with that and uses her new non-person status to go kick the crap out of andrew Carver. yeah but i i see that as with a knight's tale it worked because that was the hero of our story and we we sympathize with them know mm-hmm. me uh, we have no sympathy whatsoever even when we don't know who she is we still don't have any sympathy for her she's she's a she's she's just a, a, a farce right she's just she is a destructive a joke. child all yes. the way through this movie and uh she is almost impossible to connect with because of that the most you will do is laugh at the next stupid thing she does yes yeah like in just in everything about her is overly is, is exaggerated to the point of being a farce right yeah yes. it's like if you combined her and molly you would get a regular person <laughs> yeah because molly is a saint she is the angel on somebody's yeah. shoulder and Noby is the devil on somebody's shoulder and then you put them together and you get a regular person well even for the for the action for the acting itself it seemed like her note from somebody was hey i need you to play to the people in the very very back of the stage the stage or the back back of the studio or just stage acting only to 11 it seemed yeah and it was ridiculous at times like she would flail her arms and do certain things at certain points her dance scene (gasps) at the club yes is amazing i wrote down it Reminds me of Elaine's dance yes. from Seinfeld. Yes, except a little so bit more, a little bit for longer reach. Like yeah, Elaine, Elaine kept things close. Yeah, yeah, kick yeah. too, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and, then, and and you can tell again that she cannot dance because everybody keeps talking about how well she can dance. Yes, yeah, and it is without fail. Every time Nomi comes up, somebody is commenting on her dancing. Mm-hmm. And she's supposed to be some kind of, I don't know, idiot savant dancer <laughs> genius. Yeah, exactly. And she's terrible. Uh, uh, as is James. Uh, his dan- his big artistic dance number is just, what are what, you the, doing? The, him the, pr- the, prince, the Prince ripoff song. Yeah. That sounded like- Actually, that was Prince. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. 
Prince is on the soundtrack too. Oh Bowie. my gosh! Okay, wow. Bowie and Reznor actually yeah, at geez. that point. I'm afraid uh, of Americans. Oh, and while we're on the subject of the soundtrack, I have to apologize. In an earlier episode, apparently I lied to you, gentlemen, because Clint wait, wait, wait. Asked, if we're gonna if we're gonna apologize for lies we told previously, we're gonna need a whole second season. <laughs> well, this is serious, okay. so I need to okay. apologize. Yeah. So, so Clink, you asked what superpower. Yes. Would we want? No, I said, it, but uh, yeah. Well, so, well, one of you. One of the mics. Mike and I said teleportation, and I was wrong. It occurred to me that the power I want is the, be, is the ability to take a switchblade and stab clumsily at a radio and turn it from whatever country song it is playing. It's actually Dwight Yoakam at that point. And make it play the Sisters of Mercy. Oh, my. Because that's exactly what happened. She stabs at the radio, and it's Vision thing uh, from Sisters of Mercy. And, and, this like, is and they're not even on the actual soundtrack. They weren't, they weren't even considered big enough to put in the soundtrack for this. So what you're talking about is the opening scene where yeah, Nomi with, is with leaving Jeff. the mountains and is approximately 326 miles away from Vegas because we see the street sign. Yep. And uh, the mullet man, what did you say? His name was Jeff? Yeah, she gets picked up by the awful hipster. Yeah, uh, Jeff. And and uh, he makes somewhat of an advance at her or says, hey, come sit next to me. She pulls yeah. out her switchblade, uh, threatens him. He backs off. She changes the radio station, then proceeds to withdraw the, the blade, but then put it the switchblade to her face. And yeah. I, was like, I was like, she's not very smart. Mm, no. Crime and Nomi do not go well together. <laughs> yeah. She's not exactly uh, Al Capone here in well, her criminal genius. And I think that one. So after watching the entire film and, and finally realizing what Nomi's history is, you can inf- you can guess what her past is going to be because it yep. just you can. Um, but up front in that opening scene where she hops in the truck with Jeff and then Jeff takes her to Vegas and leaves her to kind of rob her. I'm thinking the second time watching it, I'm like, wow, she's awfully trusting for somebody with that past. Mm-hmm. So like that whole it just doesn't work and from that point forward you can tell that like what we're li- what we're watching is not it doesn't make sense right nothing that we're watching honestly makes that much sense right nomi would be a lot more cagey yes yes because she had a ridiculously bad life and you don't come out of something like that even remotely as intact as nomi yeah. is it comes out without toughening up in some way without knowing how to survive and she does not know this she I mean, knows how to plug a, she knows how to plug a, a radio well yes well <laughs> but without molly yeah she's and she would have killed herself and they're like running into traffic like she tries to do yeah. and so so and then she goes running into traffic molly saves her and then nomi throws up yeah and that was my first actual wtf moment like, why, why does she throw up it made no sense Again, so much of this up yeah. front is, like, dumb. There's a lot of melodrama in this, which, again, really highlights, again, the fact that you can really enjoy this thing as a midnight movie. I mean, people howling along with this, quoting it, it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, again, Verhoeven ruins it with the incredibly awful rape scene that is right near the end. It's Mm -hmm. an exact wrong time to recover <clears throat> from it, if we were going to recover from it. Uh the guy who uh, did the audio track for the 25th anniversary 
uh, I cannot remember his name. I, I promised I'd look him up for this because I love the the comedy uh, the the commentary track he does. Uh, he ends up uh, he did live showings of Showgirls, and when uh, we're, we're leading up to the infamous scene, he oh he then says, and we skip this because you can figure out exactly what happens just pretty much from Molly coming back into the party. Yeah. You don't need the rest of it. You know something terrible happened. Is it Jeffrey McHale? That might be it. Okay. See, I'll I have to, I'll have to confirm that. I saw but the he's ra- great. His commentary is awesome. I saw he makes ra- one of the same stuff we made fun of, so it was great. <laughs> it seemed like the rape scene needed to be there. Not needed to be there, but was important for it. And the actual scene itself. like it Verhoeven was, thought it was very important. Yes. I disagree. So much so that from the very beginning, we see that Carver, who's the, the magician... His, the poster for him is prevalent from the very beginning all throughout this. It's in Molly's. It's he's in Molly's trailer. I think. Yeah, I thought he was he's a, a he's singer. A, he's a singer. Oh, okay. I thought he, he was just like looks some, like some a Vegas performer because he looks terrible. Or a country singer. I cannot remember the actor's name, but he was on Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman yeah. at the time. Okay, and he yeah, a that's why I am on that. Yeah, too. because so we just love hating that guy. Mm-hmm. He's fine. His poster is in the is in her trailer is in Molly's trailer, which is where Nomi and her. Uh, hang out for a while um it's also on the side of multiple uh scenes in the background with no attention drawn to it and then there is that one where there's three or four huge posters that molly ends up freaking out over yeah with excitement Mm -hmm. but yeah i I agree with alan though i think that like william shockley uh surely just found it i don't think you have to show that scene to feel that scene but Vander, I'm uh, not Vander. Oh, Verhoeven. <laughs> Vander, like I said, Verhoeven. You've been in some bad stuff, Mike. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you. So Verhoeven is so obsessed with the idea of the morality tale here. Yes, that yeah. showing that rape is like his big message. Like this is what it really is. You thought that this was all fun and boobs and it's not don't it's forget the bush. terrible yes it's awful and it and this place is it just tears you up and it, it does achieve that yeah but he, it kills any sense of you know the the campiness of the movie that you can really enjoy it's like suddenly uh would this movie have worked if he made it to where it was like the 60s spy shows where uh, uh, the, the the people are naked, but you know, like Austin Powers makes fun of it, where there's stuff in front of them all the time. So if you saw the dancer, but then a person's head was in front of the dancer, so you couldn't see their nudity, or if there was no nudity in this whatsoever, would this movie still work? I still think it needs the nudity just because the nudity becomes so ridiculous. Yes. I mean, right from the very beginning, the first time you see boobs in this, it's just dumb all the way through i mean every time you you see anything i mean the goddess number is just i like every number in goddess the the big show that she's in is terrible i mean you just cannot imagine somebody paying like a hundred bucks or so to go see this set ridiculously (laughs) terrible personally like we could have gone to see blue man group and now i'm sitting here i could have sat down to watch celine dion at least and instead i'm stuck here watching alan bad boobs alan Yes, we have to. 
And by the way, uh, I just did the uh, dance move that uh, uh, Nomi magically understands yeah. immediately after watching and the, which, uh, the show Kevin for five Smith does seat. in Dogma, it's, which is another is moment. Really? That I just I don't remember that. Yeah, uh, it's when uh, uh, Silent Bob is. Uh, is revealing that he always wanted to be a dancer. Right? <laughs> I to yeah, about that. this I to think, demonstrate that. I and I just, oh, Kevin I, Smith. I think, great. though, that this, to go back to your point with Verhoeven, I think what he's really trying to do is make you feel bad for getting a boner. Yeah. I don't know necessarily after trying that. so hard to give you a boner. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, it's, it, it, okay, you have the strip club, Nomi's in the strip club and she's working there, and there's talk of a, possible side prostitution gig going on there too yep. yeah and then we switch over to goddess which has the same thing going on except mm. it's but it is higher class it yeah, is exactly. what, what is the black guy dancer's name what's his name james james yes james does name. have that line james smith i think right yeah is what it is. it's a super boring name. yeah uh has that line that at the strip club at least you're being genuine about what you are yep. yeah at the vegas show it's all still tits and ass yeah it is yeah, so, James is kind of set up as Jiminy Cricket here, yeah. but Not he's a really one, no. terrible Jiminy Cricket, like I was about to say, because he is also Jiminy a Cric- hypocrite. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, like if Jiminy Cricket was revealed to, I don't know, be, uh, I don't know, dealing dope or something, <laughs> he would have been, James is a similar cat in that he is revealed, he lectures Nomi about being a whore all the time, and then he is very clearly a man whore himself as far as constantly getting laid there are a lot of okay so i didn't i did not like this movie but really? there are a lot of layers to this movie that uh, after, oh, it's very layered after you can thinking watch about this it, many times yeah after thinking about it the, I, it's I could always get, terrible yeah i could get a lot of things from it though so we have the idea of sex being as uh, as long as it's on stage and okay and then also consent because we get in a part where uh nomi and another girl are asked to go to a boat show yep and dance there and then afterwards they're like hey let's go get to the restaurant and let's go here and then afterwards maybe do this and so it's more of a uh we're gonna pawn you off to this uh, japanese businessman because he wants to get laid it's very much women are a commodity to be used yeah, but and, and then we go tie, on. But anyway, yeah, and then we go on to the uh, Japanese guys show up at the club later on. Oh, uh, really? oh yeah, there yeah, is yeah, a. Yeah. In addition to uh, being sexist, this movie is also racist. So yes, <laughs> there's a lot of anti-Asian stuff. Is, so this this is a sexploitation film, correct? I would oh say yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh hell okay. yeah. And um, even Verhoeven set it up sort of that way. Um, the uh, comparison point that I can make here is his latest project, which uh, Jess uh, sent me the uh, trailer to. I cannot remember the name of it. It is a sexy nun story. Oh my, that's and nun with a gun, done, and it's done in French <laughs> which I've too. Seen. Yeah. So it's going to be it, it's that combination of really high concept, like I'm going to say something really <laughs> important about God, but I'm really just going to have uh, like a lot of horny nun stuff. Uh, and that's probably going to be like the like the major part of the movie. Again, he does not shy away from sexploitation, but he thinks he's always using it in service of some bigger thing, and he's not. And it's just a reason to... Yeah, yeah. Um, or he's just dumb. I mean, I, I, I have to acknowledge that maybe Paul Verhoeven just kind of doesn't know what he's doing, and occasionally he kind of looks into it. I kind of put him what? in the same uh, uh, same camp as Oliver Stone, and that Stone <laughs> himself is a dumbass, but 
Natural Born Killers is an amazing movie. So, and uh, Platoon is is really solid, and he's done some really good stuff. It's just I think he's an artist because you know. <laughs> It's feeling. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a creative act as opposed to trying to talk it out. I forgot that Verhoeven also did Total Recall. Oh one yeah, of my other and favorites. Total Recall is a fun yeah. movie too. Yeah, so, it is. And the cinematographer, the same cinematographer for Showgirls, Starship Troopers, Hollow Man, Total Recall, RoboCop, Never Ending Story. What the cinematographer? And that's why this. I mean, the cinematographer made this movie looks like look look. Oh yeah, look like it looks. I don't know how much Verhoeven had into that, but like all those movies, that's crazy. Those are really good movies. Hmm. Do you know? Um, the, do you know the best part of this movie? The end. Well, no, in the middle with the apes running around, the chimpanzees running around. Oh yeah, that was the best part of this movie. Like, oh, the chimpanzees. He feeds them garlic. <laughs> this and Verhoeven is just so. I think he's too on the nose with all of this movie. Right. Even the midpoint of the film. Which this midpoint tracks almost every single other similar like drug tale type mafia type tale. Like there's this rise to greatness and then at the middle things start falling apart. Blow is a great example. Blow always comes to my mind. It's like I wish I would have stopped moving that watching that movie at a halfway point. Halfway point of this film, after uh James gives us I can't remember the exact line, but there is a distinct the only fade to black in this film at the exact midpoint, and then it picks back up and that's when we get the monkey poop. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, hey, I'm making real Hollywood movie, Take and here's some Hollywood monkey shit. <laughs> um, her nails play a very significant role in this They're movie. They're amazing, because we've heard that how many times? Yes. <laughs> Embarrassed? Yeah. yeah. A but, lot. But yeah. it becomes how she... Again, just like she dances. Those nails are yeah. so great. Um, no, here, I've got a line. Uh, and here's now I'm getting a little old for that horror look. <laughs> she, <laughs> She she uh, eats hamburgers like she dances like she fucks. I think is what I wrote down. Just yes. this level of intensity. She's like in the car, eat, in the yes. convertible, eating yeah. with Molly, and just like savagely, like bits of food are flying off. Yeah, yeah. And that's how she gives lap dances. That's how she has sex in the pool. That's how she dances. It is just this again explosion this up to of, eleven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna act like I'm a stage actor in a movie set. And then I'm going to pump it up to 11 just because. Yeah. Um, But back to the nails, though, like that is her defining characteristic. And at the very beginning and her 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 value of herself is her ability to do nails. Right. And then that's brought up later on by Crystal Mm -hmm. or multiple times by Crystal about um, when she chooses to disparage Nomi. Again, this is a movie about lying, not about sex. What do you mean? So she lied to herself that she could be a dancer when she should have been a nail tech <laughs> or a beautician or a cosmetologist or whatever you want to call it. I, I'm not sure what it's called. Um, everybody that lies in this movie, everybody lies in this movie, except for Molly and the sleazy uh, strip club owner guy. Yeah. That's why I said they're, they're the two best Al, characters. Yeah. yeah. Al knows exactly what he is. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't shy away from it. And he also cares. And Henrietta, too, I guess. Henri- the, uh, the, the, the queen of the Zoom. Yeah, yes. she's cool. Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield and Drag. <laughs> That's yeah. what I wrote down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but everybody else. Who later showed up on The Orange is the New Black, by really? the way. Yep, yep. Uh, in a good role. I never watched that show. But everybody else, though, 
lies. Gay doesn't lie. Gay is a good character, too. She's yeah, the choreographer. Gay, gay is, uh, yeah, she's kind of background good. But she's um, so modern that it's whatever. Marty, the, uh, I guess he's, I don't remember if he's choreographer. Like he's like the redhead guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is, he is a little shady because he's in on some of the jokes. I, I, I like making fun of Nomi, but uh, Gay seems a little bit more innocent. She's yeah. uh, she of uh, the chip tooth on the Quaalude. But yeah. then, then we get the, find a man, find a job. Is yeah. her advice? Yeah. The manager of entertainment. Um, what's his name? Dude off a of dune. Which one? The, Zach the, Taylor is his name in the film. Yes, yeah, Zach Taylor. Oh, uh, he, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he lies. Yeah. He lies to Nomi. Oh yeah, he's yes. terrible. He uses that, but then he acts like he's the good guy. Yeah. Um, you got James Smith, who again lies yep. to get the other woman, which I would I would argue should have been the main character. The other woman, not as dumb, but it, the, her story would have been more kind of sympathetic. The oh, interesting and, thing. Go ahead. Oh, and weirdly enough, Tony Moss. The yeah, he of the. Uh, show is called goddess baby it's not called classes see ya uh he's mean but he's honest but he is honest and he actually gets upset when uh when nomi gets made crystal's understudy because he realizes that it's shady yeah and he is honestly he takes over the role from al yeah, he he is the same as the strip club owner the like the really gruff asking for a blowjob but totally honest yeah, type character. I mean, he doesn't ask. Uh, he the, admits he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah, right away. Yeah, I mean, the, that's the, how the, I introduce my class. Is, hey, I'm the asshole. The strip club owner too uh, even went up to the the new girl in front of everybody, saying, "Hey, maybe you should give me a blowjob later on." Yeah, like in front of every. So it wasn't like a whole, "Hey, come here, ha ha ha, I'm gonna pressure you." But no, it was it was yeah. a, 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 on the open. Yeah, and and that character Penny is very interesting because Showgirls Two mm-hmm. is her story. Oh, yes. really? Yeah. And she is also in striptease. Although she is not one of the main characters. Uh, that's uh, Demi Moore's big stripper. Oh, I remember that one. That okay. was done very quickly after this. It was, uh, it's based on a, uh, oh. Didn't that do better than this? <sighs> it was, re- it was received better. It's a better movie. Okay. okay. Uh, as far as like being actually entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I have only seen it once, but. <laughs> I don't know if, if Penny is presented as a foil to Nomi, but she's definitely the way she's presented. They're, they're kind of like meant to be compared. Yet we don't think, I don't Verhoeven doesn't explore that enough to make it really matter, right? right? Yeah. Right. But the way that she's in- introduced is she's kind of like an innocent person. She's the fish out of water. Yeah, Her yeah. story is a fish out of water story. Nomi's story is, I came here to shit in the pool. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But if if we would have followed Penny, I think that would have made it a little bit of a better movie. Uh, Showgirls 2 next time no, on. Because you want to talk about Showgirls. We will talk about the spinoff series. I do Soon. like the idea of doing the uh, oh. sexploitation well, season. Yeah, the, yeah. The, hold on. It's got to be, instead of whoosh, it's got to be <laughs> because you watch Star Crash. Nights. Ooh. Yeah, after I, dark. I, I definitely like <laughs> USA nights. Up all night. You oh, guys yes. remember that? Yeah, this, yeah. Yes. Who, but, was, who was that? It wasn't the, there was a, a lady on there. It wasn't Elvira, but she had similar qualities. But if, if we were to do that, we yeah. all have to whisper nights at yeah. the same time. Yeah, that's awesome. Rhonda <laughs> Shear. Rhonda Shear, thank you. Yeah, we thank you. Do that. She's, she's, <laughs> hi, Rhonda. If you're out there, come on the podcast. 
<laughs> and it's a nice Baywatch Nights reference too. Yes. So I, I, also, uh, I got it from Pamela, community. Uh, yeah. uh, Pamela Anderson turned down this role. All right. So who all turned down the role? I had the list. Is but there a whole know. list? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's it's huge. Um, oh, flippity flu. Shirley, Google and figure it out. So is uh, that sh- why sh- is that why this Nomi chick became Nomi? Because it seemed like a lot of people turned it down. Yeah. She only did Charlie's Theron turned it down. How old is she in this I, though? I, I, I'm, She's pretty the Dutch young, are man. weird. Maybe I don't know exactly, but uh, uh, first results: Madonna, yeah. Sharon Stone, Sean Young, Daryl Hannah, and Finola Hughes, uh, who all were A-listers at the time, right? Yeah, yeah they yeah. were all uh, considered for the part of Crystal Connors. And so, oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. that's just oh, for Crystal, Crystal. okay. <laughs> Yeah, figure out for Nomi. And Sharon Stone had Drew Barrymore worked with yep, Drew Barrymore. Uh, uh, with a Joel Esterhouse script too, mm. uh, with Sliver. And and I wrote down her acting sucks. Who's uh, uh, Nomi? Oh, Elizabeth yeah. Berkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's her name. Yes, yeah, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Berkey. Okay. Yeah, whose career didn't completely die. She's still in some things and producing well, and does some things. But yeah, pretty much. But she for the wasn't most that part. good either. She had Saved by the Bell, and this is all I know of. Yep. Yeah. And Saved by the Bell, her acting wasn't very good in that either. I mean, Kyle McLaughlin's career got killed by this. Uh, he really didn't come back into any kind of prominence until he was on Portlandia. Mm-hmm. And he's great on Portlandia. He's really funny. Uh, he plays the mayor. Um, but um, let's see. Um, as far as I know, I think James's career was killed, too, because I only I think I've seen him. And like, I know he was in Strange Days, which was roughly about the same time. I think he was in Dirty Dancing 5. Oh. <laughs> uh, wow. So Robert Davey didn't have much of a career to begin with, so he just kept on Goonies going. guy. That, uh, yeah. yeah, he's been in Mr. Pockfay. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's also one of apparently Hollywood's uh, premier whiny conservatives. Uh, he uh, <laughs> he cannot shut up about how biased Hollywood is. Poor guy. I, I've got that list. Okay, what's uh, up? Drew Barrymore was offered the lead role. Uh, she turned it down. Finola Hughes turned down a role. Jenny McCarthy auditioned. Yeah. Uh, Denise Richards turned it down because of too much nudity. And Charlize Theron also See, auditioned. See, if they'd gone with Jenny McCarthy, this could have <laughs> arguably could have been the really campy version. <laughs> have of, you uh, ever seen the movie Love Stinks with Jenny McCarthy? No, I don't think so. It is amazing. I'm going to put it on our list. Oh, mm. God. Yep. Why? Because. Oh, that reminds me. That actually leads into what I learned. But we're we're so far away from what I learned. Um, uh, uh, quotes, Alan. Here, who said this? I don't want to. I, I had a whole more bunch more quotes written in the first time I took notes, but um, oh, this is James. Uh, James is. We meet James as a bouncer at a dance club that yes. Nomi and Molly go to. Uh, Mo, uh, Nomi is out there dancing like. Elaine from Seinfeld. Except on acid. Really yes. big. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know what she looks like? She dances like one of those blow up wind things. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's Waving. exactly what she Have you ever seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No, I haven't. Oh, well, um, that, they dance like that. James is a bouncer who's going to go dance with her, uh, and she rejects his advances by kneeing him in the crotch. Uh, and then the Which next fight. Yes, and then the next day or the three or third or fourth time she runs into James or James stalks her, um, he uh, tries to entice her to come and dance with him, whatever. He has the, the phenomenal quote, my head hurts, my dick hurts, and you got me fired from my motherfucking job. <laughs> <laughs> I love that quote. All right, so other quotes. Oh, my. Oh, I thought you were going to say. I just have to do the... <laughs> the Al shutting yes. everybody up gesture. Yes. Uh, let's see. This is a class joint. 
uh, which I use all the time. Uh, I want an animal print vest in the worst sort of way, yes. actually. And it's specifically because of this. Christmas movie. is coming. <laughs> is, it, see, uh, is it Versace? Is it Versace, yeah. <laughs> no me says uh, Versace. Oh, uh, the tagline for the episode. He says, in America, everyone is a gynecologist, yeah. which is a combination <laughs> of both sexism and racism. So it's just perfect for this. Uh, um, let's see. You um, want it. You pay for it. And that's yeah, that's a classic. Oh, and uh, the runner up for uh, the tagline for the episode. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Which is <laughs> Phil, the terrible guy who works for Zach, uh at the at the Cheetah. And he is the worst actor. I mean, when he's trying to sh- like be excited at seeing somebody gyrating on stage, it's yeah, woo. <laughs> um Another quote that I have, and this is a huge WTF moment, um, and I can't remember the exact conversation, but again, it's James having a conversation with Nomi, and I, I don't know, and I apologize, because I think if I set this up better, it might make more sense, but it stands enough on its own. Quote, man, everybody got AIDS and shit. Yeah, that's James. <laughs> and that yeah. is that line makes no sense in the conversation that they're having. Mm-hmm. Well, it's that she's <clears throat> fucking them without fucking them. That's it's part of yeah. that logic that this is a stand-in for sex. Uh, what else did I write down? These aren't. This isn't a quote, but uh, uh, Jesse Spano on speed is a heck of a lay. <laughs> 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 uh, when so that pool sex scene is the worst sex scene in cinematic history. Did she waterboard herself? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It, it's just. It, there is no way this ended with anything other than a long apology and <laughs> let's just forget this ever happened. <laughs> but apparently everybody had fun though. Sounds like apparently. the first time I had sex. All of a sudden. And, and the second and the third. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think this is I think that sex scene in the pool where um Nomi is riding uh Zach Taylor, I think that is where uh uh Tommy Wiseau got his inspiration for his sex scene. Yes. And he, re- he from that scene, learned that the penis extends from the belly button because she is humping his stomach. Yes. Unless he's, well, you never know. Some people are oh blessed. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Holy Kyle Mc- McLaughlin was in this movie. He's yeah. not blessed. Um, the other WTF moment I have. So I, 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 I'm going to admit this on camera right now. I have been to a strip club. Okay. At least one. I have never, ever, 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 ever seen anyone lick a pole. Yes. Why on earth would you do that? Pre-COVID, post-COVID, <laughs> pre-anything. What are you thinking? It's 1985, too, so... 95! It reminds me of the episode of The Simpsons where they go to New York, uh, which is kind of amazing on all counts and actually too crushingly sad to watch most of the time because of the uh, in a great scene between the uh, two towers. Um, but uh, Bart is on the subway grifting, and he wants to demonstrate the tragedy of being born without taste buds. So he licks the bowl of the subway and oh. immediately just gives up. <laughs> I cannot continue this grift. This is not going to work. It's, it's, it reminds me now that I think about it of uh, Elf. 
when he goes through and eats the gum off the bottom of the handrail. Oh. But but that was at least kind of gross and funny. This is just gross. Yes. You, have, you have now ruined Elf for me for the rest of my yes. life. Thank you. Speaking of Elf, um, Clink, I have a question. Oh, dear. Yes. What is your question? Is this a Christmas movie? It only takes place a l- partly around Christmas, doesn't it? Or is it all around Christmas? Aren't all movies that take place around Christmas well, Christmas no, movies? No. So there are movies that take place either beginning or end. Very key. Not just random occurrence in the yeah. middle. Because random <laughs> occurrence in the middle indicates that time is passing. Exactly. So if you have the entire movie taking place at Christmas. Okay. Then Lethal Weapon, Die Hard. Gremlins. And if there's a Christmas Gremlins. song in particular, that, that's, that's usually that's true. pretty good. One of the best Christmas songs, and I'm going to blow up Blow. Blow. The, the the Christmas song. Uh, uh, I don't think a, I've seen a, that. You've never seen Blow? I don't think so. George Young just died. Blow is a phenomenal film. Ted, Ted Demi died cocaine as well, but uh, the director of that. Um, Blow is a phenomenal film. Who's in that? Johnny Depp. I don't think I've seen it. No. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Either. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, At some point I will, though. Uh, Alan, I have a real question. What? You didn't have a real question for me? No, that was kind of a gag question. Oh, Alan, but this I is a real, super so real. I give you real question. questions, okay? When I ask questions, they're real, and I so, care. Ask your real Hollywood question there. <laughs> I ask real Hollywood question. Um, she's referred to as a Pollyanna by at least more than one character. Specifically, Tony I highlights it. He's the first one that, uh, that he really makes a big deal of it. Is, is he's the stage director, right? Yeah, or the yeah, guy that's yeah. picking the audition director, whatever you call it. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we realize, we find out later on when her past is revealed that the, her actual name is Polly Anna. Yeah. And when I did some surface digging onto the origins of Polly Anna and what it means, it doesn't seem like that name makes sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, that's because Polly again, a contrivance that got introduced that makes no sense whatsoever. Because so. Polly, Pollyanna is like this overly optimistic yes. character, right? And like Nomi without fail, yeah. Nomi does not feel like she's overly optimistic, and it just—it's again one of those things that's like con- just confusing. No, she's manic. Yeah, that's a very different. Very much so. Yeah, feel. She's not even a manic pixie dream girl. She's just manic, manic crazy. Yeah, and that's not good. Yeah, especially with the switchblade can, and. All can stuff. we talk about the boobs? What about what about the? Oh, it just not. got real. The, the boobs got really, really boring. Really, really. Now fast. that's on purpose, though. <laughs> Yeah. I maintain that that's a uh, American psycho move, and okay. I, and to explain what I mean, uh, one of my profs uh, uh, at Notre Dame, when talking about American Psycho, the book which had just come out, uh, he said it was ridiculously boring on purpose. And part of the idea is, of course, you get lulled into this, oh, God, he's going on about shoes again. And then suddenly something really terrible happens, and, it's mm-hmm. a, and it heightens the shock. Whereas here, we get an overexposure to boobs to kind of put us into this uh, feeling of exhaustion. And again, this is this is kind of the idea of uh, and Verhoeven wants to have it both ways. He wants to titillate, but at the same time, there's so much titillation in it that we get worn down. And it's the same kind of mirroring of, uh, again, the glitz being rubbed off of the show, the glitz being rubbed off of Hollywood. Well, I also saw it, too, is where, again, the rape scene kind of being important. Yeah. because and then the rape scene is the most is the is the 
absolute apex of that. And that's where we also get kind of the weird anti-sex message of this movie. That, mm-hmm. again, while drugs come off pretty neutral, actually. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes There's no could, consequences. Sometimes they use. could lead you yeah. to meet your future husband. Uh, but uh, <laughs> in this case, it's sex that is the road to ruin. And without... And, like, there's not an actual, like, consent, like, a real, like, really consensual, positive sexual act that takes place in this. Everything is transactional. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, James's sex with Penny. Um, I, I think, Alan, the one place where it might not be but still is 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 her sex with zach in the pool yeah and that's That's, and and that depends on how we interpret it because it's either uh nomi is naive and just thinks that he goes along with the package but i suspect she's using him at that point and knows it very well well especially since later on we find out about her background yeah 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 uh and and while nomi is and and that's one of the reasons nomi is a weird inconsistent character because sometimes she knows how to manipulate people and another time she forgets (laughs) have you guys ever been to las vegas yes i have not yet actually okay i've been there twice so and I hope I never have to go again, Jackie. Between Jeez, uh, Showgirls and Fear yeah. and Loathing in Las Vegas, I don't think I can actually walk anywhere in Vegas without getting arrested. <laughs> Vegas is a dirty city. So, okay, so you've been to Vegas. I've do, been to Vegas proper, and I've been to the outskirts of Vegas. Do the the Showgirl dancers, the lead one, actually get that much attention and that much uh, billboard and everything? I have everything? no idea. I don't Because, yeah. like, at the end... Actually, at the beginning, too, with uh, Crystal, she's all big and popular and a big deal. And at the end, Nomi's on her actual uh, painted billboard. Yeah. And she's super popular. I didn't think that. Oh, and the the news coverage of Crystal at the beginning includes introducing Zach. Like, who cares about the entertainment director at the Stardust? Yeah. Again, that's just bad writing. It's just a. Again, to highlight the metaphor and to try and make all this more important than it is. Well, it also mirrors. Uh, there's too. just no coverage like that. The, the press coverage also mirrors at the end as yeah, well yeah, to yeah. kind and of say this is the same thing. It's really very, it very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Paul Abdul, he? Uh, he is in a bunch. Yeah. And I cannot remember what, but I've seen him yeah. in other things. He does I, character. He's a bit. Character actor. Yeah, yeah he's been things. in a bunch of stuff. Uh, and a bunch of, like, mop stuff in particular. Uh, he was in, I, I'm positive he was in one of the Godfather movies. But he was also in Lady Mobster uh, featuring Susan Lucci. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, does the, ho- the normal hospitals, if I'm a stranger going in and asking for a certain person's room, would they just give me the room number? Because I'm pretty Especially sure if that person was famous, yeah, like super famous, like Crystal's supposed to be. I'm pretty sure that's um. Oh crap! Is that is that an ADA thing? No, it's not an ADA. HIPAA. 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 That's a HIPAA violation right there. But it's yeah. okay because it's a woman asking, and she's not going to do anything bad, so it's okay. <laughs> Ironically, on her way to <clears throat> totally assault the hell out of somebody, yes. <laughs> I, when she didn't, she didn't even assault. Actually, all no, the guys. that was after because she went to say. Uh, she went to see Molly and let her know that she had gotten her stupid vengeance, uh, stupid and insufficient vengeance, and then uh, goes to talk to, then goes to say goodbye to Crystal, who's the really important person. And then because, Molly again, Molly is never rewarded. 
No, and then Molly is going to have to have years and years of therapy and oh, probably uh, trust issues for the rest of her life and just a whole <laughs> bunch of all the scars not even visible. And her best friend just leaves her. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> because she's great. Yeah. Nomi's awesome. Yeah. Are we supposed to root for Nomi? Kind of. She, but, when? But no. Okay. Uh, that, that's part of why I think the movie works as camp, because she's ridiculous. <clears throat> I, she's a ridiculous character. It's it's and again, you kind of root for her just because she's dumb, because she's awful. Uh, but if you're like trying to create a genuine emotional connection, hell no. Yeah, yeah I mean exactly. Not she, at all. she doesn't have a save the cat moment. Oh no, yeah, no. There's nothing. Uh, the closest thing she gets to it is beating the crap out of Andrew Carver, and that's way too late yeah, uh, for that for... kind of beat to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's just. That's just it's just her barest attempt at getting some character uh redemption. Yeah, she she does not help anyone along the way. Correct? Yeah. Um maybe she helps the girl who by by keeping quiet, she helps the girl who oh, yeah. uh sabotaged the other dancer. Yeah, Julie. And, yeah. Which then that girl wants to be her understudy and yeah. dun dun dun. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh no, that's okay. Every <laughs> yeah, Alan, you're right. Everything in this film is is transactional. Oh yeah. And again, that's part of the that's part of the overall theme. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's just <laughs> Verhoeven I, loses control of it. He just doesn't he doesn't lean into it like he really needs to. And a lot of the actors didn't lean into it either, so, like they needed to. Speaking of transactional, when I was in no, <laughs> no, seriously, when I was no in means mid- no, <laughs> oh I know I learned gosh. that. <laughs> no, when I was in middle school. One of the things one of my teachers said was all friendships are because you can do something for the other person. I always had a problem with that. That's pretty Ayn Randian. Right? And so I I obviously was too young to kind of come back with that, but it was always like didn't sit well with me. And it still bothered me to this day that she thinks that all friendships. No such thing as altruism. Yeah. So uh, looking at this movie, yeah, uh, this is the same outlook of. Oh, yeah. Uh, you could, uh, uh, the reason why Molly and Nomi are friends is because Molly has a place for Nomi to stay. Yeah. Right. That's it. Molly's actually being nice to Nomi and giving her a place to and stay. And gets her life wrecked as a result. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and then also gets her in with the, the showgirl's uh, uh, place and gets her to know Crystal and all that stuff. And Yes. Uh, to put it another way, Nomi is a life-wrecking idiot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very totally much Totally so. destroys everything she comes into contact with. Even I, the corrupt, corrupt system of uh, the, sh- of the uh, show scene in her brief time there. The... um thing that i find most interesting you know as we started this podcasting adventure with star crash and me watching star crash and hating it the first time i saw it and then on repeated viewings watch enjoying it more and more i have a feeling the more i watch this the more i will appreciate it i may not call it a good movie at any point in time but i can definitely appreciate some of the aspects of this film yeah, I highly recommend the commentary track on the twenty fourth and twenty fifth anniversary version. Uh, it's 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 a really insightful track, and it's and it's funny. It it, it makes up for some of the uh, pain of watching Showgirls, much like uh, the John Waters uh, track on uh, Mommy Dearest. Oh, it's just amazing. It is the only way I will watch Mommy Dearest. <laughs> how many how many how many cuts are there of this movie? Uh, there I don't. I think just the two official ones, because okay. there was like an R version and then an NC-17. I don't know the difference between them other than I think there's slightly less nudity 
and that's about it. Makes sense. Um, because even, even and then the, of course there was the TV version later on, and then the 25th anniversary <clears throat> was just the was kind of a a, a, a fancy DVD transfer. It's and just the three that you're talking about. Honestly, the nudity. There's only one spot where the nudity is suspect, and that is when Penny is crawling away yeah. on the stage, and yeah. you get a full rear shot. And I, think which that. if you paused, you could probably make some some things out. So this is the end of season four. <clears throat> of, yes. Of because you watch Star Crash. Wow, we've we've got like at least at least we're we'll probably hit fifty episodes next year with all the bonus episodes. And everything we should do something special, like a live. We'll have a party with with our audience member. Yes, we'll dress up as <laughs> we'll dress up as our favorite character from our favorite film. <laughs> oh my! Uh, Can Harris anyway, please dress as uh, Mel Gibson? I'm from really Mad pissed. <laughs> I'm really pissed that Alan didn't come in in a gold thong today. I was oh really gosh. hoping. I was really hoping. Again, it's Al's wardrobe. Yeah. I really want. So, so as we wrap up this season, we got a couple things left to do. We need to uh, talk about what we learned. Yes. And then we also need to uh, throw down, talk about what we're going to do next year, next season, whether that's tomorrow we start that or or whenever things are released. But um, lots of lots of opportunities, yes. exploitation film now obviously on the table because we watched Showgirls. Um, this season we talked about movies that we talked about in the past. Previously we've done apocalyp- apocalyptic films. I said it right the second time. Yes, I'll fix did. it in post. Um, superhero films. And then our first season was just kind of a uh, grab bag because we watched Star Crash. Which? So season five, what do you guys want to do? Well, we've kicked around a few ideas. Uh, one of them was uh, the idea of road movies. Yeah, that's okay. true. Another one was uh, that I came up with was movies about movies or movies about movie making. Mm. Okay. But most of about, those aren't that bad. We have to talk about time travel movies, which those could be pretty bad. There's a lot of bad time travel movies. I'd, I'd fully endorse that. And then we could finally get to Back to the Future. Ooh. Maybe. Should we do that for Clink? We don't have to. Okay. Oh, come on. We're going to do Back <laughs> to the Future. Yes. That, that'll, be the, that'll be the season finale then. All right. Yep. Okay. So next. Because I want you guys to get immersed in this idea of time travel and its different theories and what's going on to show that Back to the Future is an amazing film so that talks about the rules. That is the theory by which we set out on the adventure for next season is that Back to the Future is the ultimate film when it comes to time travel rules. Do you it's, really want It's to the do most that? scientifically accurate. Okay. It's been, uh, it's been talked about with other physicists. Can I pick the first film? Go ahead. Star Trek Four, okay, with the whales. Yeah, a double damn on you. <laughs> Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's a good one. We can. I haven't seen about, it in so long. We yeah? can talk about our use of colorful metaphors. <laughs> the only thing I remember from the movie. All right, all right. So, what did we learn? What did you learn? I'm going last. <laughs> Are we? All right, I'll go first. Yes. I learned that the Quizots Hotterock grew up and had a really sleazy, terrible life. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what. <laughs> it's the protagonist from Dune. Yes, oh, the Quizots oh, Hotterock oh, yes, is right. uh, Paul Atreides. So he plays FDR in um, a PBS show about the Dutch. I don't remember FDR having a horrible butt chin. He had kind of a butt chin, but he, not like a it, Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. You got to put chinderwear on it's, that. It's kind of funny. Though. I'm going to paraphrase Zardoz. Lying is bad. Consent is good. 
Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what I learned? <laughs> I learned it's all right if you got towels. Oh my. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. You are sick. You don't even have any clue what I'm talking about. I don't about. need to have any clue I, to know you're I, sick and I have a I have a whole routine here. We will just put away. Please spare me. Uh, uh, all right. Just that, put that away. Yes. On that red shiny note, say bye folks. Bye folks. Bye, bye folks. <laughs>